don't take it personally. Some people are going to say no to you. It is no big deal. If I talk to 10 people and nine people say no, that's okay. How do I go back? How do I think about my talk track? How do I think about my objection, you know, turning? Okay, it's just learning. Everything is just information. Don't take it personally. And again, when the challenge comes and sales is challenging, it's not, it's simple, but it's challenging. Just step in. Don't step out. Mm -hmm. So that's probably what I would tell people. Now, how you sell, your pitch, the words that come out of your mouth, know your objections. I mean, those are really tactical things that any good salesperson should do. Hello, my name is Emily Jansen, and this is the Leadership is Female podcast. We interview women in the sports and entertainment businesses to teach you the tips and the mindset that will get you to the top faster. Marion Wright Edelman said, you can't be what you can't see. Let's bring visibility to women who are crushing it in their roles. Join us week after week, season after season, as we reach back to extend a hand to pull you forward. We will lead you forward because leadership is female. Welcome to the Leadership is Female podcast, Vera Quinn. She is the CEO and president of SIDCOR. And we're so excited to have you here today. You are a phenomenal leader and you have so much to offer us. But before we dive into all the juicy topics, tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah, Emily, thanks for having me. Um, I am, I think first, I'm a great mother. I think second, I hope my husband would say I'm a great partner. Third, I hope my business would say I'm an incredible business leader. Um, I run an outsourced sales company. We're over $300 million in revenue. And um, yeah, we're across Canada and the US. Wow. So how did you get there? You went from knocking on doors to Uh running a $300 million company. Yeah. What are the three attributes you think you possess that led you to earn this achievement as president and CEO? I think probably the first thing was I saw it. It was a possibility for me. I think that's probably number one. Um, Hey, there's this spot, there's this leadership position. And if I am willing to do the work, then I I want that role. I want the responsibility to lead. So that's probably number one. Number two, I think I'm a massive student. I'm very honest with myself on what I'm good at. I'm very honest with myself on what I'm not good at. And it took me about, you know, 20 years to go and amass those skills and learn what I needed to learn to be in the role. And then number three, I'd say, you know, I just, I work really hard. I work really hard. I love that. We've got a trend of threes going on here with the intro, mother, wife, present CEO. Number two, we've got, you saw it as a possibility. You're a massive student and you work really hard, which is evident in your success. But there has not been a shortage of adversity that you've had to face along your way. You've suffered many hardships. How do you turn those into a source of strength and determination? Yeah. So, Emily, this is a very simple answer. Nobody likes it, but I do answer it this way. What is the other option? Right? It's, Everybody goes through stuff. Everybody has a story. I wish you could skip to success and happiness. I really do. I wish you follow the yellow brick road and nothing happens on that road. But that's not true. And it's not true for any of us. 
So I've always asked, just asked myself that question. Okay, you can either let this stop you or, and I don't know anybody who stops and thinks about something that picks the, okay, well, I'm going to stop. We always, but you just keep going and things happen for you, not to you. Or I, I, that's my belief. So when I think about, you know, how I was raised, when I think about moving to California 26, when I think about problems I've had in my marriage, I'm just, okay, this is happening for me. What do I learn? How do I keep moving? I love that mindset. It is, it's so applicable in every single scenario. Anything. How is this happening for me? I, quick story, very minor, but I tore, um, and I had AC separation in my shoulder a couple of weeks ago and I'm oh, trying, wow. are you okay? I'm fine. I'm okay. totally fine. It could have been so much worse. Right. And I'm training for a marathon. And so I'm not able to run for a couple of weeks as my shoulder heals. And I asked myself, Vera, the same question, how is this happening for me? Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, what can I do instead? And I looked at my Peloton and I was like, all right, I know that there's these training rides that are really good for runners. I'm going to really lean into that for these couple of weeks. And I know that that training is going to serve me in the long run. So just a quick application of like, how is this happening for me? When you can think, oh, I got hurt. You know, I must, I got to, you know, take away my registration and quit. No, how is this happening for you? How can you use it to your advantage? And you might find a way to strengthen another area of your life. Right. Yeah. And and I think I really believe that I really, just in my heart of hearts, it's like, okay, things are going to happen to you, for you. They just will. Okay. Stop. Quit. No, no, no. Okay. What's the thing I can do? How do I augment? What do I need to learn? It's just a sign. There's some signal. You got to get better, do better at something. So yeah, that's the way I look at adversity. Absolutely. And you, you preach curiosity. We preach curiosity on this podcast. Being a lifelong learner has been absolutely essential to your success. And you have an interesting tip to share with us. You've read the same book every single January for 23 years. What is it and what lessons have stuck with you the most? So I know it's wild. I tell my 23-year-old son this and he's like, why do you read the same book? Like, what's wrong? You don't remember the book? I said, no, I remember the book. I understand the principles. It's the seven habits of highly effective people. I believe in those principles. I will tell you, Emily, every time I read the book, I pick up something different, right? So I can look back and I make my notes, right? Okay, so this year for me was sharpen the saw. That was the habit that resonated the most. Okay. You're going to be 50. You got to make sure you're taking care of yourself. You got to make sure you're honoring the four areas of your life. Okay. That was my lesson. Five years ago, it was something else, but every one of those principles I try and live by. And you know, that book you read that you think is amazing. And a year later you forget. I'm like, I think this book is amazing. And every year, if I can remind myself, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Well, it's going to hit different, right? Because you've traveled a whole year further in your life. Right. And you've learned and experienced so much in the last 365 days. The lesson is going to be delivered to you in the way that you need it then. So what a great strategy. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have that one Four agreements, not 23 years. I think I'm at like eight or nine. That's another book that I've read 
I'm like, yeah, this book resonates with me. I, I'm happier. I'm better. I'm stronger when I live by these principles. Well, it certainly helped you because you're a glass ceiling breaker and we celebrate glass ceiling breakers on this podcast. Congratulations, because when you became president of Sidcor, you were the first female president of the company. What were the obstacles and how did you overcome them to reach this pinnacle in your profession? Yeah, again, I look at obstacles. To me, it's like hurdles. I used to run hurdles because I'm tall. So it's like you can get your legs up over them. Um, I don't, I don't look back and say, this was a tough time. I don't look back and say, this was adversity. I look back at times in my life and I'm like, where did I learn the things I needed to learn? If I think about our business, we are a face-to-face sales business. 2020, I don't need to tell you what happened. Face-to-face sales was really not popular through the pandemic. So when I think about, hey, a really hard time, you know, in our business, I, I just say, okay, we went through COVID, face-to-face sales was shut down for a few months. Our whole business, almost 5,000 people couldn't work. It was wild. We have a stronger business today. We represent our clients better today than we ever have. The Our reps in the field are making way more money than they ever had. So when, so even COVID, like at that time, probably one of the worst things that has happened in my career. Now I'm like, awesome. What did we learn? How do we keep that in the forefront of our minds? How do we build other sales skills, which we are and we have been for the last three years, whether it's phone or Zoom or... So yeah, I I don't know. There's There's probably a ton of moments like that. Yeah. Well, it goes back to your opening statement. How does it happen for you? Right. We're all going to encounter these obstacles. There's things we've got to get through to get where we want to go. And how can you use that to your advantage, whether it's a a learning lesson or finding out a new way to do business. And certainly in sales, we had to be very nimble during those times. What do you think are some of the keys to being successful at sales. I know we have a lot of sales leaders, a lot of women who listen to this podcast that want to edge up in their sales career. So what are your key pieces of advice to develop your sales skills? Yeah, I think for me, number one, it all starts with belief, right? Step into it rather than out of it. Just, okay, let me give this a shot. I personally think women are better at sales than men. Now that may not be a good comment to say, but that's my women are listen better. They're way more empathetic. Um, they hear people's cues and their voice and how they respond a little different. We're not just trying to bull through our whatever we're trying to say or sell. So I think women are just more naturally predisposed to be better at sales. Now that's a generalization. You know, what I would work on, one, belief. Can I? Number two, and I think dudes do this really well. They step into pain and we don't, right? We we step back sometimes. I don't, don't take it personally. Some people are going to say no to you. It is no big deal. If I talk to 10 people and nine people say no, that's okay. How do I go back? How do I think about my talk track? How do I think about my objection, you know, turning? Okay, it's just a learning. Everything is just information. Don't take it personally. And again, when the challenge comes and sales is challenging, it's not, it's simple, but it's challenging. Just step in. Don't step out. 
Mm-hmm. So th- that's probably what I would tell people. Now, how you sell your pitch, the words that come out of your mouth, know your objections. I mean, those are really tactical things that any good salesperson should do. The piece I would add to that is having a great leader. And that's something that you have worked very hard on. What is your definition of strategic leadership and how did you apply it to grow your company by 300%? And how can we apply that to our businesses? Yeah, look, strategic leadership is really the ability to gather a group of people, small or big, right? and point them in a direction to go get the most important work done. That that's what it means to me. Right? I it I won't get anything done in my company by myself. I actually think the further up you go, right? The less you're going to get done personally. But what I have to be good at is can I get this group of people to move in that direction? Can we organize? Do we know our vision and direction? Is that really clear? Do we all buy into it? Are we, are we making our key decisions with the lens of strategy, with the lens of our values, with the lens of our vision and mission? Okay, yes or no. I mean, that's what strategic leadership is to me. Am I communicating effectively? Can I tell you my message? And do you understand what I'm saying? And if, if you don't, then that's okay. Let me, let me revise in a way that makes sense for our people. Are we aligned? right? Are all the people in my business, do they have the same values or similar values that guide us? And we all operate that way. And we hold each other accountable for that. And then I'd say, we are a example business, right? I can't be the leader and my executive team can't be leaders unless they're the example that we want our people to be. We have Mm -hmm. incredible sales leaders. And this is a Hey, what you example is what you get. And sometimes when I'm not a good example, Emily, somebody will call me out. And when I'm a great example, then they watch and they're like, okay, let me go try and do that. Mm -hmm. Did I answer your question? Yeah, it's so true. And there's one thing you said that I wrote down because I find this so valuable to reiterate to the audience. I think it's something that a lot of people need to hear. So in strategic leadership, you point a group of people to the most important work to get done. We can get so distracted in the workplace with minutia, with tasks, with following the latest trend. It is getting the most important work done that gets the business to grow by 300%. Right, right. And 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 you're right. It's easy to get distracted. So much more so, I think, today, right? So mm-hmm. much more so. We have a thing that we do here at Sidcor. They, you know, we hate it. We all hate it, but we do it. It's called the six-minute tracker. Every six minutes, you write down what you're doing. At the end of the week, you ask yourself, okay, okay, what can I eliminate? If I never did this again, nobody would care. What can I automate? How can some somebody else, something else do this? What do I delegate? So then I am focused on the most important things, the things only I can do. Yeah. I I mean, talk about getting dialed in and then really evaluating what can you automate? What can you delegate? So again, you're doing the most important work and that's created a culture. And I think we've come a long way in terms of equating culture and success. What does your commitment to people and culture look like at Sidcor, And what role does empathy 
play in effective leadership? Yeah, well, culture comes from, right? Am I strong in my vision and mission? Do I have behaviors that people buy into and we hold each other accountable to, right? That's kind of where culture starts, at least for me. Then do we walk the talk or do we not? Like I may say to you, hey, Emily, for one of our behaviors we value, it is respect and get every brain in the game. Okay, so that's a behavior we value. And what we believe at Sidcor is I don't care what your role is. You're a smart person. I have a business problem, right? I can ask you, doesn't matter where you sit in the business. And you're probably going to give me some good insight. Okay. All right. Well, if I ask you, or let's say you have an idea for me, Emily, and I shut you down, right? Then that isn't a behavior we value anymore. You're like, these people don't do what they say. So I think where we're going and how we're going to get there with our behaviors is fundamental to culture. I think who you bring into the business is fundamental to culture, right? You're either plus, plus, plus culture or minus, minus, minus culture, right? So who you bring in, how you bring them in. Do we communicate about our culture, our values, our mission? Yes, we try to all the time. Every meeting, we're in front of people. We talk about it all the time. We try and live it. We point it out. We reward and recognize our culture. Hey, you're in it. You love being here. You're excited. You're solving problems. You're innovating. Awesome. What does recognition look like to you? And let's go do that for Emily and make her like feel great about being part of the team. I, I also think, you know, for me, people are people. They go through their times in business where they're 100% locked in and fully loaded and then, you know, our people go through things personally and with families or, you know, in their own mind. I think that's where empathy is really important. We're whole people. You, you come into a business as a whole person. So how do I listen to you? How do I let you engage with me? Or do you feel safe and comfortable telling me there's something going on in your life? Maybe I'm not performing as well. Do you feel safe and comfortable asking for help? That's where empathy is a big one right? In a lot of workplaces, you have to know every answer. Here, we're like, I don't care if you know the answer, just go find the person who can help you get the answer. Mm -hmm. So I think that ability to listen and, and look at people as a whole, that's where I think empathy really impacts culture. Yeah. And you're really pulling the threads of that culture through when you say we value curiosity and you value every person, respect, and get every brain in the game is what you said. Yeah. And you're listening to your people, listening and empathy go hand in hand. And it's just a phenomenal example of leadership. And one that I'm not surprised you possess because you're a certified Franklin Covey trainer. So not only are you CEO at Sidcore, but you are the force behind the personal and professional development programs at the company. Why did you choose to include this in your role? I'm, I think I'm a lifelong learner. I really do. I, and, and maybe what is that saying? Curiosity killed the cat. I'm not really sure, but I, I want to know things and I don't just want to know them. I want to be better at them. So Covey, you know, I think I took the time management class. I'm not kidding, Emily, maybe 12 times. Not because I didn't know, oh, I can get the, okay, schedule, urgent, important. What quadrant am I working in? Where's my time going? But I was like, I want to be amazing at this. 
Because if I can really master where my time and energy goes, I'll be able to hit my goals. And I have some pretty big goals. Now, if I can, what do they say? When you teach, you learn best, Mm -hmm. right? Okay. So at first it was, I'm going to go teach one person. And, you know, I could see somebody get better. Oh, wow. I'm going to have a class for 10 people. And I watch them get better. Oh, I can go stand in front of 500 people and teach them something that I'm pretty good at. I want to go do that. I want to give. Part of my personal values is I feel like I'm where I'm at. I'm so, I feel lucky. I know I worked hard, but I know luck plays a part in where we are. And I'm a big pay it forward person. It's not about me now. I have a great life. You know, I raised my son. I have a great marriage. I got great friends. Now it's how do you help other people do that Mm -hmm. and get the life that they want? So I think that's why, whether it's Franklin Covey, whether it's the seven habits, whether it's crucial conversations, whether it's situational leadership or DISC, I've done a lot of certifications because, oh, I I can teach people and maybe that helps them in some way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and you're leading by example and you're practicing what you've learned and that's helped you to get to where you are today to help your entire company level up, which again, leans back on that culture piece and wanting to stick around people who are helping you elevate yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it leads to the next question, which we're already talking about, but how do you foster opportunities and potential in others? We talked about why it's important to you. You're in, you've entered and with even greater capacity, that area of your life for service. So for those listening to the podcast, people who are part of the leadership as female community are somewhere along their journey from starting their career to midway through looking for grasping for a greater, stronger, better community and influence on their life, or they may have reached the peak and they're looking at their next adventure. So to foster opportunities, potential in other people, like where, where do we start? What is your advice when I'm entering that give back period? What do I do? If you are listening to this podcast, I know you are a busy professional. We can agree we're always looking for products that are convenient and make life easier. Mobot water bottles are one of these products. It's a water bottle and a foam roller in one. I use the water bottle at the gym, staying hydrated in boot camp and then flipping the bottle on its side at the end of class to quickly foam roll my legs. It helps with recovery and gets me back to work faster. Get yours at mobot.com and use the code leadershipisfemale, all one word, to get 15% off. Support Lonnie Cooper, the female founder of this product, and support yourself. This is a must-have wellness water bottle. I don't know about you, but I love learning more about myself. If there's a quiz out there to help me better understand who I am, I'll take it. If there's a journal prompt, I'm using it. But how about a business that helps female leaders communicate effectively while inspiring confidence and trust in those you want to impact? Sign me up. 
Breakthrough Brands is unlocking clarity for women leading progress. They build leadership brands for women to discover what inspires them, define what drives them, and unlock how to share their brands with others. Do you want to gain clarity on your personal brand? Shoot me a note at leadershipisfemale at gmail.com or on Instagram, and we will introduce you to the women who will help you unlock your leadership brand. That's breakthroughbrands.com. At Leadership is Female, we are serious about supporting you in your career. That includes the tips to get you ahead inside your current organization or provide you with the next big opportunity in a new role. That's why we have partnered with Legacy Search, an executive recruiting firm specializing in mid to senior level executive searches across professional, collegiate, and minor league sports. Check out the openings listed at LegacySportsSearch.com or in our monthly Leadership is Female newsletter. Hint, if you have not signed up for the newsletter, head to leadershipisfemale.com. If you find a job listed at Legacy Sports Search that looks like it should be yours, email us at leadershipisfemale at gmail.com and we will introduce you directly to the opportunity. This is your career. Make the most of it. I believe people have amazing dreams. I do. I think they dream about things. I think they want big things. I I think if you go look at kids playing a playground, um, they're, they're, the, the swing isn't a swing. The swing is an airplane and the slide isn't a slide. The slide is a dragon or whatever it is to them. We were made to think big. So when I meet somebody, I'm looking for what they dream about. What do you want to be when you grow up? Who do you want to be when you grow up? And I think if you listen, I think if you give people time, they'll tell you. They'll tell you, ah, man, I want this kind of life. I want to be with this person. I want to be able to take care of my family this way. I want to have my own family. Whatever their thing is, if you listen hard enough, you'll find out what people want. Okay. Then as a leader, what I do next is, okay, how hard are you willing to work for it, right? Because the bigger the dream, my belief is, probably going to have to work harder. So you're trying to match the person's opportunity to their ambition. That's what I try and do next. Then the third thing I do, okay, what are they incredible at? Because I believe your strengths get you there faster, happier. How do we double down on your strengths? Oh, you're a strategic thinker. Okay, wow. Does that match up to your dream, your goal? Your Okay, um, man, you're an incredible project manager. Okay, wow, that really matches up to what you want to be when you grow up or how you want to be. Okay, so we're going to talk a lot about those strengths. We're going to develop a plan. How do we double down? And then I'm going to look at a few things that are holding you back because maybe you don't know how to do them. Maybe you didn't have the training. Maybe you need the class. Maybe you need the book, whatever it is. Okay, then how do we fill in some of these gaps? And we build plans for people here. It's a plan that you have to go through with your uh, with whoever your team is on a monthly basis. You are talking about their growth and development, right? So it starts with where am I going? How hard am I willing to work? Where are my strengths? Where are these things, my opportunities, if I don't fix them or get better at them? And then sometimes I'm the coach, Emily, but if I'm not good at some of those things, then my job is to connect them to somebody who's amazing, right? It's not always going to be me. Like if you ask me to look, yeah, I've taken finance classes. I'm not going to create the P&L every month. 
But if somebody wants to go down the finance route, I, oh, I, I need you to meet with our CFO. He can help you. So as the coach or as the leader, what I'm trying to do is just connect them. Who are the people, places, tools, resources, what experiences that they need? And then I, look, obviously knocking on doors to where I am today. Um, I, I believe people can do anything if they put their mind to it. What do you say when people get excited about exploring this new opportunity and you're pumping them up and then you see that slow sort of slide back where they start to feel that resistance and they're thinking, I don't know if I have time for these new dreams because I can barely keep my head above water as it is. How do you answer that question to let people know that their dreams are infinite if they can deploy their resources correctly. Correctly. Yeah, that's great. That's a very insightful question. Um, so it depends on the person, depends on their confidence level. It depends on where they're at in their career, right? A lot of times I like to point back to things they've already done. Hey, you know that you did this, right? Hey, you know, you've had a lot of success here, right? Hey, I just want to show you the four or five places where I've seen you just kill it. Oh, ah, oh, okay. So, I, okay. So do I give them, just point them back? Because again, I want you to lean in. Hey, might be a time thing. Let's look at your time. Where are you spending it? How can we create some time for you? How can we partner with that? How are there some projects or things you really want to get into this opportunity? We got to offload some things so you can learn, right? So, and that's very tactical. Mm-hmm. Some people, they're just scared. They're just scared, right? So hopefully what I do, just one step, just take one step. You don't have to make a full commitment. Just take one little step and then we'll talk again. Just one little step. Just read the one book or go to the one class. I'm not asking you to jump in. People will see, oh, okay, that wasn't that bad. Okay, take another step. Some of us run. I'm a runner. Like I'll run right into it. Some people, you just gotta, hey, just come with me. Come with me. Just try a little bit and they'll be like, okay, yeah, this isn't that bad. I'm not making full commitment. <laughs> yeah. So reflection, uh, connection to the people who can help them and then baby steps, right? Like no one said you have to take off like the gun went off at a race one step at a time. And before you know it, if you're taking that one step every day or every week, you look back in a month and six months, you won't believe totally. how far you've come. You know, we have this saying here. It's really interesting, right? You have the ready, aim, fire. That's some people. They got to get ready. Okay, their aim's got to be great fire. We have some people who are fire, aim, ready. Yeah. <laughs> right? They're just like, I'm just going to go. Oh, whoa. There's no prep. And that's okay. So, so you got to kind of know who you're dealing with too. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. And it helps so much to have someone great in your corner. Yeah, uh, whether it's it's your your boss um, or a colleague or your hype girl, like really think about if you have that person in your life, and if you don't, start to seek it out. And I have had people ask me, "How do I find it?" And I would say, "Who do you do it for?" Right? Can they reciprocate? Who are you cheering for? Who are you supporting? And is that coming back to you? Start there. Maybe that's yeah. a good good place to begin. Yeah. No, you're hundred percent right. You, we do need people. We are social animals. Mm -hmm. We do need people. 
So speaking of the people, what's your life like outside of your CEO duties? I know you're all in at Sidcor, but you have a big life beyond showing up for this enormous company. So tell us what it looks like when you leave the office. So tonight, uh, we have a big meeting here for the next three days. And there are some of our sales leadership is coming. They will come to my house. They will sleep at our house with me and my husband. And we'll probably have some wine and talk into the early morning about business and life and their lives. I spend a lot of time with my family, a lot. Because, you know, again, time is very important, how I spend it. I am in love with my husband, madly in love. I like being with him. My son has since gone, he's in San Diego and working, but, you know, spent a lot of time with family. I am part of YPO, um, Young Presidents Organization. So, uh, you know, I have a killer forum, like they're incredible people. So I spent a lot of time with that organization. I have a Liberty Children's Home. It's a orphanage in Belize. And I spend maybe, you know, five, six times a year, I'll go down. It's about 53 kids there now. Um, I do a lot of work. We have a nonprofit, my husband and I. And so a lot of fundraising um, for that particular cause. That's that's probably, I love to read. I love to sing. I love wine. I don't love working out, but I do a fair bit of that too. <laughs> I love that. How did you pick your cause out of curiosity? You are going to freak out. Okay. So 10 years ago, 10 years ago, we have a sales leader. He takes a couple of people to go hunting big game in Africa. Okay. And so we have some female leaders that are, well, why don't you take us somewhere? Well, I'm not hunting big game in Africa. I'm never going to go hunt big game in Africa ever in a million years. And they said, okay, well, you should take us somewhere. I thought, you know, I have a 13 year old son and a husband. I'm not we're not going on vacation. Mm -hmm. So one of these women, she said, let's go volunteer. And we found this incredible organization. It's called a broader view anywhere in the world, whatever your thing is, could be water, could be food, could be the environment, children, women, whatever your thing is, they will place you with a reputable cause anywhere in the world. They've done the vetting, so first we're looking, okay, definitely has to be with kids because that's my thing. Um, it was Rebby's thing. I want it to be English speaking because I wanted to be able to communicate. Mm -hmm. um, and so we went down to Belize the first time. It took me about a year. I found the founder of Liberty and she had since, I think she had at that time, five kids under the age of eight. So her life transitioned, right? And my life was transitioning. So I thought I can take responsibility for this. I'd like to do that. I brought my son and my husband and I said, hey, there's only so many bags and purses I could buy. You guys like this place? They're like, yeah, we're into it. Okay, let's go and see if we can help these kids. And 10 years later, we just got back from a trip there. It was wild, 53 kids in the home. Yeah, it's just an, an amazing place. You know, one of the things they say, we give because of the way it makes us feel, I can definitely, I can definitely attest to that. It is wow. one of the most fulfilling things I've ever done. What a great story and inspirational to 
pick your thing, just choose it and go all in. And, you know, now you're saying 10 years later, the impact that you've made, the people that you've got to bring along for the ride is amazing. And I think a lot of times we feel this pressure to do a little bit for a lot of things, a little bit for everyone, but where can you go deeper and where can you make a bigger impact in one area? And it's just something to consider because I think that you're going to, you're not going to have as great of a buy-in as an individual when you're doing a lot of a little, but when you do a lot in one specific area, it becomes part of who you are and what you do. And I find that in life. That's a changer. Yeah. I find that in life. Mm-hmm. I find that in life. I, I go, I have a tendency. I go deep, right? Really deep. My friendships really deep. I want to know everything about you really deep. Now I have people, I want to feel something. Um, and Belize just, you know, I don't know if I picked it or it picked me not hundred percent sure. I think maybe a bit of both. Um, but like I said, we just got back. Every time I come back, I'm just humbled. Every time air conditioning is like the biggest blessing in the history of mankind. <laughs> Every time I come back, I'm just, I get a good two, three months of my life is perfect. I'm so happy because <laughs> it just reminds me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Time for the final four questions. Okay. Number one, what is your top piece of advice for women today so that they can level up tomorrow? Um, if you want something bad enough, don't talk yourself out of it. Why not you? Why not you? I just wish people would think, why not me? Instead of these are the six reasons why. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. I have a sign in my house that says, why not you? Yeah. 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 Just like, just you can don't talk yourself out of it. You can. Where are you traveling to next? Dominican Republic. I go not next week, the week after we have a big R and R will be 500 of my closest friends there for the week. So we take our sales leadership and people here at some people here at Sidcor and their spouses, significant others. And we just go and play, hang out somewhere really nice. Um, yeah. So that's my next big trip. What is your pump up song? I cannot say it on this podcast, but it is a big Sean song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, but you, yeah, that is my pump up song. We could draw some conclusions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's so funny because I will play that song in my office and people walk, what the hell? I, I know, I know, I know. It's just, it's my move. And then finally, what is your favorite quote? Yeah, this one was hard. Marcus Aurelius, you have to have power or you have power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this and you will have strength. Amazing. And perfectly summarizes this fantastic interview with such a phenomenal leader. Vera, this was amazing. Emily, so you're you. really good at this. <laughs> you have great questions. You dug it. I was like, oh, that's really good. Oh, she got that. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate the compliment so much from someone like you. So this was easy. Thank you for making it so easy. Yeah. All right. Well, where can we follow along with you, with Sidcore? How do we learn more? Okay. So, you know, www.sidcore.com, 
what's our Instagram handle at Sidcor, um, at Vera Quinn. You can find us, you know, you can find us there. If you look on the website, I think it's got all the links too. Yeah. We'll put it in the show notes so you guys can connect with Vera, follow along with her journey and continue to be inspired. Thank you so much for being on the leadership is female podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today. Time is your most precious resource, and it means the world that you spent it with us. Please help us reach more people who need to hear these interviews by hitting the subscribe button and the five-star rating on your iPhone. Do you know someone who could benefit from this interview? Please share it. Take a screenshot and post your Instagram stories, copy the link and share on LinkedIn, or text that link to your colleague. The Leadership is Female podcast exists to showcase female leadership in sports and entertainment and give you the tips to level up. We will extend a hand back to lead you forward. Extend the same hand by sharing this with someone who needs to hear it. One last thing, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at leadershipisfemale. Now, take this lesson and run. Let's go. Let's go.